Hello and welcome, folks, to episode. Oh, bugger, what is it? 137? 138? Uh, 138. Is it on is it? recording? Uh, you can't trust what I've labelled it. Oh, okay. I've no idea. Okay. The latest episode of the Ministry of Dice podcast. <laughs> We're a UK-based podcast talking about all things Dice Masters from the United Kingdom. I'm Chris, otherwise known online as the True Mr. Six, and that fella over there... It's Andy, a.k.a. Thor's Hammer. Thor's Hammer, otherwise known as Molnir. Indeed, or Mjolnir. What's Thor's Hammer got to do with anything? I've got one looking at me from my desk. Ah, all right, then. Yeah. Are we starting to get to the point where your AKA is going to be like, AKA Bic Biro? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. AKA Microphone. <laughs> Mouse mat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. I hope the audio is coming through all right. We don't know yet, folks, but apologies in advance. If Andy sounds a little bit muffled, I'm having a headphone crisis, so I'm not using my normal headphones. And now I feel crisis. like things... I feel like things don't quite sound as... The fidelity is not quite as high as uh, you'll have come accustomed to. Or I might be saying this and it's all all right. We Andy proper. No. Yeah, we don't know. We don't know. Uh, but if I turn the audio monitor on, that operates at like yeah. a five-second delay to us. <laughs> so so I then start talking like, like this <laughs> to, to hear myself. It's, it's all... It's all gone horribly wrong. Horribly wrong. Can't guarantee they won't crash on us in about four minutes anyway. I know, right? Yeah. Jeepers creepers. Absolutely. But here we are again. Here we are again. It's been two weeks. I know it's been a lonely time without our luxurious British tones to fill your ear holes, but we're back to talk Dice Masters. And what a two weeks we've had. Got a lot to cover in this episode because, folks, this is the Dice Masters versus Cancer 2022 report special episode. Yes, absolutely. So the main focus of our featured segment is going to be talking about the online charity fundraising event that we held a couple of Saturdays ago now. Yes, yeah, a little while ago now. Yeah, our, our podcast, our regular broadcast schedule didn't marry up with the date we set for the event. Fun fact, folks, uh, normally it would have been the weekend after, but I realised it was Thanksgiving, so pulled it forward a week. Ah, uh, the thing with the turkeys. Yeah, the thing with the, and, the, and the pilgrims and all that, yeah. Never quite understood that. Well, I don't. I don't think it's particularly difficult to understand. They're just thankful for turkeys. Ah, uh, I got you. Well, they should be. They're nice birds. They've got like wobbly bits on their necks and stuff. Yeah, yeah. That's really why a massive nation, one of the biggest nations in the world, celebrates wobbly necked birds. <laughs> are they? Aren't they? <laughs> plenty aren't of they? Um, they're native to North America. Are they not? Are they not native birds? There. Is that not why? I've no idea. I thought that was the bald eagle. Well, I think the bald eagle is also native to North America. So it's, I hear it's quite big. What, the bald eagle? Yeah, yes, and North America. <laughs> Do they have another Thanksgiving for the bald eagle? I the gold, they gold should. Eagle? They should, actually. Yeah, what's that all about, uh, uh, listeners in the States? Why are you celebrating turkeys when you could be celebrating eagles? We should have a Thanksgiving, like the blue tits or something. Yeah, well, I was suggesting the other day that we should have a Thanksgiving and restructure bonfire night and celebrate Guy Fawkes. <laughs> <laughs> Commiserate his loss. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Just just a suggestion. One for the suggestion box. <laughs> oh, dear. But before we get into all that good Dice Masters versus Cancery stuff, I'll uh, ask you, my good man, what have you been up to in the last two weeks since we last recorded? Well, we managed to get a game in, didn't we? Yay! We're back on to we've real life has temporarily stopped getting yeah. in the way of the stream, and we were able to yeah stream a game, which was good, which was nice. Got uh, we took a couple of teams from Gaming versus Kansas, a couple of teams from the uh, the day that uh, one of the guys, well, a couple of the guys played with, uh, and um, yeah, it was all right. Uh, I took uh, Flint's team, which was a uh, great team, a common. Guardians of the Galaxy team from Avengers Infinity Gauntlet, Is Infinity right? Gauntlet, Infinity Gauntlet. Yeah, oh, I can never remember that one. Um, yeah, solid. I think the uh, Swarm Kang did did uh, pull a shift. I did lose, but then that's 
come in the norm. Uh, but uh, that that uh, swarming Kang with his five attack did some work. Absolutely, good to game. Uh, yes, yeah, that was fun. <laughs> yeah, he's got some meaty stats on him. That Kang boy, hasn't he? Yeah, he's good. He's good. It's a shame he's a three cost. But then you can yeah. see why he's a three cost. But then should he be a swarmer? Lots of things you could debate about that card. But uh, pulls a shift in, uh, just wobbles a bit with the fact that he's conflicted in his ability and stats. Yeah, yeah, because you only really want one in the field, don't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, nevertheless, that was that was fun. Um, only one game though. Hopefully, we can get some few more in. Over the next few weeks, have a bit more to talk about. Um, yeah. Other stuff, Marvel Snap took over my life for a little bit because there was a mad rush to get to over a 1,000 collector points uh, before the update, which was at 11 o'clock last night. Uh, so oh, I spent oh. a good... It's updated now. It's, they've changed the shop um, for... like You can use tokens to buy cards. Uh, and if... Yeah, I had to get over a th- certain threshold to make sure I got the most out of the uh, the tokens. Oh uh, yeah. Uh, so there's there was uh, a few evenings of just constantly playing, <laughs> <laughs> win win or lose, not too much of a uh, you know an issue. Just continu- continually churning for mission points and energy points so I can upgrade and <laughs> do it. It was very bizarre. Um, <laughs> made a lovely team. I don't, I, obviously, we don't want to talk about it too much. Made a lovely team just out of um, cards I'd not played with, So like just so I could upgrade them for a lower cost. So I just built 12 cards that I had no idea, like just not used, uh, and, and managed to build a couple of, like, like with a little rejigging, um, some nice combos and... And it's done pretty well. It's good. Have you have you seen this card variant that's for sale at the top? I, I think they differ per person, so no, I'll have a look. No, no, I'm talking about the... There's like this thing that says Cyber Holiday. Oh, yeah, yeah. Have you seen and that? And it's got... Cost? Yes, seven seventy five hundred, which is basically 90 quid, is it, or something? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, if you want to invest £100 into a... Uh, a variant uh, apocalypse. You know, a... a Throw away little pocket game that keeps you entertained whilst you're on the bog. Crack Jeez, on. that's shocking, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, however, I could buy a Viper if I wanted right now. Oh, okay. I'll have a look at that. Do you know I was playing earlier as well? Didn't even clock it. <laughs> so yeah, you got the little tokens. Cards cost different tokens, um, which you can buy as well as any of them. So that's good. Although there is also a, a wonkiness to the. Um, there are many technical issues with the update. <laughs> so they asked you, oh, don't open any caches? Catch, what? The caches? Catches? Cache, yeah. C-A-C-H-E. Yeah. In my yeah. head, I've never had to say that out loud before. Um, so, yeah. But anyway, that has been that has been a mad panic of a few uh, evenings uh, Marvel snapping. Um, and then when I've not been a Marvel snapping, I've been DMZing on the playstation uh which i think i've waffled on before basically it's a bit of a sandboxy um a few a few players go in so it's not like a massive battle royale uh, and then you go into a town and there's different missions you can do there's a you know computer generated baddies to to kind of attack you and you to defeat and as well as other players and missions and hostages to save and nuclear waste to dispose of and big missiles to take over and shoot at planes and all that kind of jazz, which wow. has been, been fun. Been doing that quite a lot. <laughs> it's been fun. Yeah. This, this is really intense. <laughs> it is. Sounds it's, super relaxing. <laughs> <laughs> it's fun, but it is in the same respect, like proper nerve jangling. Uh, especially if you, if you die, you lose all the guns that you collected and that's them done and your body armor and, and stuff. You don't get that back. Uh, which is a little bit infuriating. Uh, but uh, nevertheless, we've been playing that as well. And that kind of sums up my last few weeks. Well, there you go. How about you? How about me? Well, yeah, obviously our game. Uh, the team I chose was Papa Jazz's, which was a direct damage list based around the rare Batman and the basic action feedback. 
and various shenanigans messing around gets a bit silly doesn't it and the mathematics are challenging there's yeah, no the two Batman ways about it beast. yeah yeah big fan of that card but i don't think that would surprise anybody to know that i've been talking about it since we spoiled it <laughs> <laughs> so yeah that was good fun um but papa Chaz's team we watched him play live on stream and commentated over the top of the match and the team caught my eye straight away i was like Ooh, feedback red batman like this one <laughs> all over that so yeah that was that was good fun uh then uh, in terms of other board gaming stuff i had a game of azul with the fam finally gotten pinned down to Whee! a bit of tabletop yeah a uh, bit of azul which was nice nice little um sideline but it was a rush because we had to get it played and finished before strictly started of course <laughs> yeah yeah, but still, uh, nice to get that out. Uh, Harrison once again continues the mini Mister Six. That is, he continues his uh, campaign to just be a force for chaos whenever we play board games, and follows no discernible strategy, no meaningful uh, kind of recognized best practice around the game. He just just goes for it, and hopes for the best, <laughs> which is awesome. Um, so that was nice, yeah, it was all a really tactile game. Uh, it's the, the very first one we've got. I've not got, because there's been like a bazillion different variations and spin-offs and stuff. Is that the one where you have to create a blanket? <clears throat> no, uh, it's uh, a tiled floor. <laughs> oh, okay, tiled floor. All right, got you. Yeah, yeah. tiled floor. Like a blanket. But there's, there's all sorts of different versions now. They brought tons of different versions out, whereas I've just got the very first OG as all. Uh, but it's all about collecting tiles and accruing more points. The more tiles you manage to complete in your in your floor design, uh, and it's at its very bare basic core, you know, yeah, it's pretty good. The scoring bends the kids' heads a bit, but I do it for them. I do the totting up. Um, they're they're all in it for getting their hands on the cool tiles and stuff. So that's fine. Uh, and then I I too have been playing some Marvel Snap, but not to get myself over a thousand. It's just something to do. <laughs> While everyone's watching Strictly and I'm a celebrity, and I get banished to one of the other rooms in the house. One thing that we did together. What was that? What did we do? Fighting Fantasy. That would have been two weekends ago as you listened to this. Oh, yeah. Uh, highway hijinks or Free, freeway, freeway fighter. fighter. Yeah. That's it. So if um, uh, if you don't know, uh, every month, or we try every month, uh, me and Chris sit down and go through an uh, old school. A fighting fantasy adventure book. Uh, one plays as the narrator, the other plays as the character, uh, and we run through those books. You remember the ones where you play your own adventure as a kid? That's the ones right there. And we do it once a month on our Twitch channel. Uh, and I am very happy to say that only for the third time in over a year, we managed to complete it on the first day. <laughs> it's, yeah, we've played 13 of the books. We're doing them in original publication order. And we've only managed to get to the end of three out of the 13 <laughs> books so far. Uh, and even then, we've had to use a, a liberal. There's a couple of asterisks in the yeah. recent win, uh, which uh, which I think is fair because it was um, it would have been crap watching else. <laughs> yes. Yeah, absolutely. Very liberal application of the takesy-backsy rule. <laughs> but that's fine. We're just there to have the bants with the folks in chat, what have you, in it? Indeed, yeah. yeah and it's, uh, yeah, it's good fun. I drove across uh, the dystopian wastelands of North America in my uh, pimped-up Dodge... What was it? A Dodge... Uh, Charger? Charger. Uh, interceptor, missile, interceptor, interceptor, dodge interceptor with missiles, machine guns, oil drums that I could kick off the back. Um, picked up a leather clad woman halfway through, defeated a group of bikers, uh, and um, and saved the world. And an ancient Roman gladiator. Oh, yeah, and a weird high me highway man who wanted to duel me in a bus. <laughs> With, with some ancient pistols, yeah. yeah. So that's what you're missing. So next uh, time, keep an eye out on uh, BritRoller6.com or the Twitter or the Twitter. In, in Instagram's probably the Instagram. best place to to find out about all this stuff. Yeah, 
follow me on Insta, True Mr. Six, T R U E M R S I X, because that's where that's like that's the one that I just put everything on that we do, whether it be Dice Masters, action figures, video games, other board games, whatever, it all just goes in that one. So that was definitely fun. Something to look forward to on a monthly basis. Mm, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, and that's it. That's it. You know, Christmas shopping and stuff. Oh, uh, I popped a video out on the on the channel. Um, so the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special came out on Friday, just gone as we're recording. So this is on Disney Plus. There's a the Guardians of the Galaxy Holiday Special <laughs> name, name pretty much pins the whole thing down. I've not watched it yet, but uh, I thought, uh, well, as we talked about last week, actually, I've I've got into this routine of churning out vids in relation to stuff that's going on in the wider kind of nerd world, and so I did a uh, one of the Ministry of Dice's affiliation lookbacks, going back over my favourite Guardians of the Galaxy cards and some combos and team builds that I've used in single affiliation and such like. And I may, or may not, have slipped in a cheeky little extra looking forward as well. Wink, wink. Ooh. Yeah. So that's good. And I don't, by when this episode goes out on Monday, there should have been another video go live. In fact, I was supposed to do it tonight and didn't. Um, so... Maybe I'll do it after we finish up recording, um, which will be a, a whole an introduction to a brand new character to the game of Dice Masters. Ooh, yeah, it's the it's the Captain Britain vid. Spoiler. Yeah, well, it won't be a spoiler by the time this goes out. We're pre-recording. The video will have gone live, so it'll be fine. <laughs> it'll be fine. So that that's cool. Although I recorded that one quite a while ago. Um, so yeah, and obviously, who else was going to reveal Captain Britain to the world, other than the Ministry of Dice, a UK-based podcast <laughs> talking about all things Dice Masters? So yeah, that's a fun little character. Some interesting little game text there. I recommend you head on over to youtube.com forward slash the Ministry of Dice and check it out, or make your way on over to BritRoller6.com, visit our unreleased set spoilers gallery where you'll find the card images in there, including the Star-Lord from the Guardians of the Galaxy one too. So yeah, lots of uh, spoiler momentum, although I have a sneaking suspicion. I've got a sneaking suspicion that Secret Wars isn't going isn't gonna to be this year. It's not going to come till I'd say, early Feb. Early Feb. Yeah. God, if That's we it. see it before Easter, I'll eat my hat. Well, I think you might be eating your hat because before Easter is in the realms of possibility, but I can't see it this side of the new year. What do you mean? What do I mean? Well, the, the guys at WizKids, God bless them. They're not the, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? On time. Known <laughs> 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 for their punctuality, should we say. Yeah, for sure. I'll have to dig out. Do you remember a couple of years ago when it was around Christmas time, we were waiting for a set and I did that. Uh, cover version of last christmas <laughs> yeah i might just reuse the same one not even not even write a new christmas parody cover this year i might just reuse the old one because it will be just as applicable yeah <laughs> it'll be amazing when it gets here i'm sure yeah i think it's warming up to be quite a nice looking set got a little bit of something for everyone and we've only seen a very small proportion of the cards so yeah i can't wait for that and there's more yet to come more to be seen you know It'd be good if we get to release day with a healthy number of unrevealed cards at this point. Yeah, that would be nice. That'd be kind of fun. Get a bit of activity and energy around it. People cracking open packs in stores and filling the socials with photos and stuff. Well, fingers crossed. That'd be nice. And hopefully yeah. it won't be too late and we can get into a bit of a routine again with sets. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Been off this kryptonite crisis one. Yeah, you really, you really don't like this set at all, do you? Nah, I can rotate that out. That's the most recent one, but meh. It's the most recent one. It's got loads of really good cards in it. Don't like it. No. I think I don't like the fact that I've only got half of it. Well, there's only one person who can do anything about that. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Oh, this blind product. Go, oh, bring back the collector's boxes, eh? Yeah, money, yeah. We wine, whinge wine. 
Yeah, we've been, we're advocates of the collector's boxes and shall remain so. I'm not into the chase. There's still a couple of cards that I've not got from the last few sets that I would like to own. Um, notably things like Super Rare Lelandra, Super Rare Master Mold, you know, all at the higher end of the rarities, power cards, not a fan of that at all. Not a fan. Super Rare Mary Shazam, that'd be one I'd like to build teams out of that I haven't got. Not a fan at all. Um, thankfully, Dice Masters is quite budget comparable to other games, but it's, yeah, it bugs me. I'd rather a level playing field when it comes to team building. And talking of playing fields... Yeah, let's get into the meat of it. So we've got two featured segments for you today, boys and girls, ladies and gentlemen. We uh, we're going to do a little bit of a report, a little bit of an overview as to how the event went, what what we got up to on the night, general sort of feedback and sentiment, and of course the announcement of the final grand total of funds raised uh, going to Cancer Research UK. And then for the second feature segment, we're going to get under the skin a little bit of the teams themselves. We're going to talk a bit about what what was the winning win conditions, what was the losing losing conditions, what what type of control did we see, how much did the achievements, the raffle ticket achievements, uh, influence the team building and all that good stuff, and do uh, a little bit of time just talking about the teams, what stood out to us, what was interesting, what combos did we like, were there any surprises and all that good stuff. And with all that done, that should take us to the end of the episode, I would imagine. I'd have thought so. Especially after yet another sprawling, rambling intro. <laughs> they seem to be getting longer and longer. <laughs> with, with they getting longer and longer with a higher proportion of non-Dice Masters related conversation as well. <laughs> So should we crack on with it? (laughs) Let's do it. Let's do it. (laughs) Yes. Okay, then, folks. So let's get into it. Dice Masters versus Cancer 2022. Just in case anybody is listening to us for the very first time today, let's just read them in and make sure they're aware of what we're talking about. So every year we here at the Ministry of Dice, we hold a fundraising Dice Masters, like a month of stuff that culminates with a uh, tournament, a fundraising tournament where we use the ticket fee to bump up the funds that go into the charitable donation. Uh, This is all part of a kind of gamers association that we belong to called Gaming Versus Cancer. So through the years, a number of game stores, uh, gaming communities and and content creators and the like all get together um, and all do their bit to raise funds for Cancer Research UK. The pandemic kind of put paid to the face-to-face type stuff that took place. It used to be around your way, didn't it? It did. It was like spitting distance from my house. Hopefully it will return in the the years to come. Yeah, yeah. Lockdowns and pandemics kind of shifted us to an online format for the the events, the tournaments, and it seems this year that that is the case again although i've not heard a great deal of chatter from any any of the other um you know gaming communities the x-wing guys i haven't heard anything from them um there's usually some board gamers as well they do like a big pandemic tournament and stuff so uh, nothing it's all been very quiet on the gaming versus cancer front but that doesn't matter because dice masters the dice masters community continue to fly the flag and on the 19th of november saturday the 19th of november we held the tournament online and we had 24 players registered 23 turned up the mystery of kk slider 818 remains a mystery who are you yes come on just get in touch now we just need to know who you are (laughs) that's (laughs) I'm not even chasing you to get you set up properly on the challenge like I was doing a couple of weeks ago. Now it's just, who is this elusive, mysterious KK Slider person who registered for the tournament and then didn't show? One of the very first people to register as well, like right out the gate, boom, signed up. Slid in and slid out again. Yeah, elusive, elusive. I definitely feel like I've seen that online pseudonym in context before though like at another event or posting on discord or something 
the mystery continues. Yeah, stay if, tuned. Yeah, yeah. Well, hopefully, we'll get to the bottom of that sometime soon. But yeah, twenty-three players live on the day. So a massive thank you to everybody who came along and played. A few folks, you know, had other things taking place on their Saturday, family commitments and whatnot. And they still came and said, "Well, I'll come and do three rounds." So, and here's the, you know, here's the ten pound donation. Uh, that obviously that being the motivator. Um, so I'll come and play a few games, whatever. I'll drop out and whoever draws me next turn can, because we had a buy, obviously, um, can get a free win. But, you know, here's here's a tenner. Uh, and in addition to that, we got lots of extra donations, folks taking part in the quote quiz, the achievement quote quiz, and putting some extra donations in there. And some people who just out the very kindness of their own heart popping some cash in, like uh, our man Alfie that we mentioned last episode. He gave us his pocket money off the back of our spoiler vid that we released for Dice Masters versus Cancer. Um, so we'll talk about kind of the day in a second, but would you like to know the final grand total amount of funds that I drew down? Uh, yes, and, please. Yeah, so it is... Hang on. £644.50 whole pence. Amazing. Yes, absolutely. So uh, great job, everybody. Thank you so very much for, for helping us out. Uh, as I say, I've drawn down those funds. They're on the way to, uh, well, they'll be coming to my bank account first, and then I'll get that donation sent across to Cancer Research UK. So keep an eye out for a blog post coming any day now to sort of publicize that a bit more widely beyond the podcast and um, offer up a... Uh, yet another thank you to all the people who contributed and helped us make it a success we we do have to take a moment's pause to say thank you to patriot games uh, thank you to uh, dm north and specifically jordo over at dm north for their contribution hey, thank- <laughs> yeah what a guy what a guy thank you to comics mike thank you to dana thank you to reg all the prize contributors Really helped us out. Uh, who else put something in? Oh, WizKids, of course. WizKids themselves. Thanks to those guys um, for their contribution to the prize pool too. Uh, that was all uh, really just wonderful. Helps us yeah. just generate further interest and get people involved. And and thank you to all those who donated and played and, and got in the mix. Just helped make it a success. What a success it was. Yes. So let's, let's should we talk a bit about the day? Uh, let's do it. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Well, so with the number of players that we had, it was a five round tournament. We we only do Swiss only. There was no top cuts or anything like that. And uh, I suppose one of the first things we need to do with regards to talking about the day is send out a huge, massive public congratulations to our man Stuart for taking the top spot in the event. <laughs> woo woo! Well done, Stu. Well done. Long overdue, uh, a long-time member of the Dice Masters community, a long-time competitive member of the Dice Masters community as well. He's, he's there for every event. You know what I mean? He's fighting fit and ready to roll. As well as contributor to the prize pot. Absolutely, with his uh, alt art cards, which he didn't win. He didn't win his own cards back. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would have been a shame. So, yeah, well done, Stu. Um, great job. Uh, we'll talk about his team in a moment in the next segment, but uh, just to kind of round off the other top spots. So we had four players who came in with four wins and one loss, a matching record of four and one. Uh, that was Mr. McCat, Alex over at Breath Weapon X, uh, M Brewer, Matt, well done, Matt. Uh, and then Unknown Force, Petrus over in uh, in the cold Canadian north. So well done, guys. Uh, so that was our top floor. But Stuart had the butch halts. He had the strength of schedule. He had the whatever weird algorithmic thing going in his favor. The biggest butthole. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Facts. Facts. True Spitting facts. story. No nonsense <laughs> out of my mouth. Just facts. <laughs> Absolutely. um so yeah i think uh uh, alex and Stu just kind of duking it out for that that final top spot there uh uh, very much came down to from what i understand we didn't see the game live because alex was streaming for himself so we we didn't think appropriate to have two channels streaming the same game at the same time um and and the video that's up on breath weapon x is like five and a half hours long so i (laughs) I haven't really found the time to work my way through that one to go and see those games. But um, uh, I believe, Alex, it came down to roles. You know, literally down to 
um, down to the wire. And Alex had a few stressful roll moments, which I think tilted him a little bit. I mean, they had very similar teams, if I remember correctly. Uh, yes, they did. That's You're right. Yeah, kind of running with a, a very similar sort of win condition and approach. And I suppose uh, at sure. some point you either have it or you don't. Mm, yeah. And Stu had it. Alex didn't. Alex didn't. Yeah, that's just the way that goes sometimes. Yeah. Um, but it was a yeah, cracking day. So we we hung out. Um, uh, we, we streamed some live games. Um, and, and even streamed in between the rounds as well. Uh, I was there for the duration from 5.30 p.m. in the afternoon all the way through to whatever it was, half 11 midnight when we finished up. Uh, even had my dinner live on camera. Yeah, you did. <laughs> <laughs> sausage and chips. Bang. Oh, it was good. Oh, it was good. Battered sausage with a bit of brown sauce. Mm. Mm. Oh, don't. I can't stop thinking about it now. I could just, just kill a battered sausage. What was I going to say now? That's completely interrupted my train of thought. Oh, yeah. So, uh, but what, what we did is we kind of sort of bimbled around, picked someone out each round um, to go and focus on. We tried to avoid uh, Alex, Rob, uh, Kim, who were streaming themselves. Well, Kim was recording. They're up on their YouTube channel over at DM North TV. Uh, and then Alex and Rob were live streaming uh, on Twitch and YouTube, respectively. So we, we kind of went for people who weren't those three. Just yeah. try and give give a bit of gameplay exposure. Uh, and we saw some great stuff going on. Yeah, we did. Yeah. Some superb games going on. Mm. Any highlights for you that stand out? Um, no. <laughs> okay, well, thanks for your contribution. <laughs> no problems. The one, th- the one thing <laughs> I noticed was everybody... Uh, so we... When we when we jumped into people's uh, you know calls to to stream them and just said, "Are you all right? Is it okay if we stream? Do you mind?" Everyone was like, "Yeah, man, go for it, no problem at all." Um, and when the games finished, when we tuned into because uh, we muted the calls while they were taking place and commentated over the top, when we tuned into the calls at the end, everyone was just chatting, bantering. You know, all losses were taken in good spirit and good humor. All wins were. Um, respectfully and graciously achieved. You know, it was good losers and good winners all round, um, which is just yet another kind of representation of how awesome this community is and how great the, the folks who play the game are. 100%. <laughs> Have you just decided I'm going for a segment of brevity? <laughs> <laughs> What's brevity? <laughs> when you say very limited responses, no, I thought you're in your, you're in your um, in the zone. I didn't want to knock you out of it. Oh, okay, I'm always in the zone, mate. You know me, fighting fit and ready to podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you name the time, the place, I will podcast. <laughs> Want me to talk about something? I'm ready to go. <laughs> oh dear. What else? Um I'm just trying to think what else we wanted to mention or cover off. I don't know. I'm kind of running out of steam here. Uh I'm gonna need you to jump in. You're gonna need me to jump in. So the uh the end of the event, uh the prizing is done on a raffle system. So if you you know you haven't listened to our last episodes when we talked about that, the raffle is uh, if if you get a game win, you get a ticket. Uh, there's also the achievements list uh, that Chris created, uh, where if certain elements of a team uh, was fulfilled, things like I think you had uh, if you had Harley Quinn and Poison Ivy in the same team, uh, and, and a list of achievements like that, uh, then you got tickets as well. And at the end of the game end of the game, end of the tournament, uh, we all get together on our Twitch channel uh, and we tombola it, basically. And uh, if you've got more tickets, you've got more chance of winning. However, if, you, you know, if you're know, if you new and you've only kind of scraped a win or so, uh, that you've still got an opportunity where you can get a, a nice juicy prize. And, oh, some of the prizes. Yeah, yeah, they were wonderful. Um, so the playmat. Uh, we, we do a commemorative playback. That's become a bit of a tradition now. Uh, the sleeves. Yeah, we'll, we'll be getting a guest on the Ministry of Dice in the coming weeks and months because the, the golden ticket's gone out, went out in the post yesterday. 
Oh, do you know who, who who's got it? I do not know. What I did was I, I took the. <laughs> you um, didn't even look. No, I took the ten cards, shuffled them, and then I got because uh, it's a set of ten sleeves. You, you know, enough to do a dice masters team with, and I took four off the top and put the two cards in the middle of the bundle. So you had four empty sleeves, then the two with the cards in them, four empty sleeves, and then just randomly inserted them into the envelope. So right now I've got no idea who mm-hmm. that's going out to. Oh, where's my notebook? Just gonna who won the the sleeve bundle? I was I made a list and was ticking everyone off once I got them enveloped. Uh, so it could be Stu. Stu won one of the sleeve bundles. Mm-hmm. Um, Barton. Uh, Flint won one of the sleeve bundles. That'd be fun cool. to get Flint on. Yeah. Uh, Super K and Troy. Although technically it wasn't Troy, it was one of his sons playing. It was just his account and you know, all that. Um, so it could be any any one of those five individuals will have won the golden ticket to have the guest spot on the Ministry of Dice. Um, so uh, sorry, I should explain that more for those who aren't in the know. So we had some commemorative card sleeves printed up uh, that say Dice Masters versus Cancer 2022, bundled them up into a set of 10. But then I've got loads of leftover promos and curiosities and interesting cards and stuff that I've gathered up over the years from running events. You know, just odd leftovers here and there. Um, so I just took the, the bundle of cards shuffled them up and just took nine out of there but the tenth card was a a special unique printing of a, a basic action it'll be very clear which one it is <laughs> that is the golden ticket to get a feature segment on the ministry of dice podcast so come and have a run at the bar and then talk about whatever dice masters related subject you want to talk about or anything else, you know, lime marmalade on crumpets yeah. or um, the the definition of bobbins. <laughs> Whatever tickles you fancy, really. <laughs> Curry sauce on chips, you know. That would be interesting. That's exciting. I wonder who's got that. Yeah, so we'll find out. We'll find out. Well, if it's one of the UK guys, Flint or Stu, we'll find out a lot quicker, obviously. So yeah. the lo- longer it takes to hear, the more likely it will be that it's one of the US or Canadian folks. So... Uh, that that'll be a bit of a clue, because um, if Stu and Flint come out of the woodwork and say, "Well, I've had my bundle, th- and it's not in mine," that'll that'll start to narrow it down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, hey, that reminds me of something I wanted to mention. So, one thing that uh, stood out at this event, which was really pleasing, was that we had a number of players, I think four or five, who were all the kind of young bloods getting into the game, coming up. Yeah, that was nice to see. Yeah, absolutely. So Flint, um, Flinty, he. Uh, we met him for the very first time over at the UK Games Expo. Uh, young lad, just really a bundle of enthusiasm and joy for the game. Uh, an absolute pleasure to be around uh, and wanted to take his first steps into playing online and so came and joined us on Dice Masters versus Cancer. Then uh, our man Alfie, Mini Nettles out there that we've mentioned before. Troy brought a couple of his little ones along. So yeah, it's really nice to see a little bit of a next generation starting to be fostered. They're really pleased to see that taking place. And they were all just like on it, absolutely on it, stealing games and <laughs> yeah, doing what they do, left, right, and centre. Yeah, really nice to see. My kids aren't interested. I've tried. No, no, sure. Mine aren't really either, particularly. I think, I think, I you know, your children they go in one or two directions, don't they? They either lean into the family tradition or they rebel against it. <laughs> <laughs> um, my pair very much don't particularly want to play dice masters because it's daddy's thing you know what i mean i know exactly what you mean yeah whereas other people who've got much more pleasant children than me who've raised them uh, right <laughs> and have a relationship with their kids rather than letting them be fathered by an ipad and nintendo switch they um you know they do play. mind you my kids are gamers you know what i mean if i if I said let's let's crack out exploding minions or smash up or um Azul. Azul and Takinoko, whatever, they'd go for it. Just for some reason. Uh, I don't think they like the idea of having to construct your own team. And and the suggestion that I make their teams for them just so that we can play doesn't doesn't cut it. No. No. Because Harrison will play with a Pokemon set deck with me, you know what I mean? In fact okay. I play yeah, I play that with him at his request. So, strange. Kids, man. Who'd have them? 
Oh, we would at a Dice Masters versus Cancer tournament. Absolutely, yeah. And, uh, but nice that, yeah, nice that it's a family affair. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and there's a there's a good all are welcome energy about it, which um, pleases me because uh, you know a competitive tournament is one thing, but when the aim and intention of that competitive tournament is to be a fundraising tournament that increases awareness around cancer research and and get some cash in the pot to help the cause, hashtag F cancer, then, you know, it's even even nicer, isn't it? Even nicer to have the young uns come along and join us. 100%. Uh, do, we, do we want to have a talk about the format, or do we want to use that more when we go in to talk a bit more about the teams? Uh, yeah, I was going to kind of... Well, we can mention it now, but uh, it will obviously have a... Um, it, it, it will have a... a, a uh, and it will have had an impact on what we end up talking about with regards to the team, but sure, we can talk about that. Cool, yeah. So, so the, the format, it, let me know, is this right? It was the uh, modern card pool minus any card that was in the top 16 of Worlds? Top eight. Top eight of Worlds. Yeah. There you go. So it took out a lot of the real heavy-hitting, competitive... Uh, top tier, top meta, Barry Big Ball cards. <laughs> well, I mean, you say that, but I, I don't know whether this is a damning indictment of the meta at the moment, but <laughs> the card list was not really all that long. <laughs> you know, it says what ended up being banned because of the uh, kind of the extent of the repetition in that top eight, you know, that, that, that peak of the meta hierarchical triangle you know what i mean so basically two heavy hitters gone and that was it yeah well there's a there's a, a fair a fair spattering of cards that were uh, uh excluded uh, and i think that helped along with the achievement list for for people to kind of delve a little bit deeper into their new sets and look at stuff that might have been overlooked normally by say a master mold or a dark phoenix common uncommon Red. Yeah, so I, I suppose bringing that up then is that is that our moment? Is that our, that our nice segue point to get into talking about the teams and kind of deconstructing that in the second featured segment? Now, I feel a segue. I feel a segue on the cards. All right. Well, let's yeah, let's uh, hear a little dice rattle and move into that, shall we? Yes. Okay. Then let's talk a little bit about the the, the kind of teams, the breakdown of the the meta for the event. So uh, there were two. C- contributing factors to what we were looking at uh, clearly as just previously mentioned the fact that we eliminated the cards from the top eight teams from the world championship uh, gave a little bit of a card pool shift in terms of what people were looking for uh, win condition wise and in terms of kind of core utility pieces uh, but then as we've mentioned we had the achievements list the team building achievements list where we set some parameters that would earn individuals bonus tickets for the prize raffle at the end of the event if they constructed their team in a certain way and those achievements were built around uh, well an effort to encourage a bit of theme uh, centered on the most recent set releases which was dark phoenix saga and superman kryptonite crisis oh he's still there oh yeah yeah <laughs> sorry superman kryptonite crisis <laughs> What? Were you even listening? <laughs> I, was. I was. I was half listening and half looking at the teams. You're playing a game of Marvel Snap, aren't you, right now? I'm not. <laughs> Before you download your update. <laughs> no, it's updated. It's done. No, I was just looking at um, Stu's team. Well, Nick has done, uh, he gathered the data from the team lists and has given us a bit of a breakdown. So would you like to know what the top most frequently appearing cards were? Can I guess? Uh, sure, have a crap. Poison Ivy. Yes. Every team that we watched seemed to have a Poison Ivy in it, without a doubt. Power yes. over men. There's the achievement to have Harley Quinn and Poison Ivy in the same team, and that Poison Ivy propped up left, right, and centre. And those plant tokens, uh, it was energising more than I'd seen anything energised before. <laughs> yes. all over the shop all different varieties uh, you, 
to the point where we jumped in after they'd started. I wasn't entirely sure what some of the things were in the field. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But um, we established they were poison ivy plant tokens after a while. Yeah, so there's somebody I can't remember who, but they were using um, they were just using the plus plus one plus one uh, token dice, weren't they? Um, yeah, we thought something had a buff for ages. Like, how's yeah? How has that got a buff? That's not got a founder on it. <laughs> yeah, how is he buffing that? It turned out they were just being used as a physical representation of the plant tokens from Poison Ivy. <laughs> but that's what happens when you turn the sound down, isn't it? And you can't hear the players yeah. <laughs> interrupting. Uh, I reckon another common one was that rare Batman of yours. Uh, that's, um, yeah, Legend of the Dark Knight. is. I've forgotten the subtitle on him. So there's there's two Batmans that appeared quite frequently, uh, Batman Legend of the Dark Knight and Batman Contingencies. Okay. Um, yeah, I'd have to jump into the team builder quickly just to double check which one was which. Contingencies must be uncommon. Yeah, maybe. Uh, yeah, the uncommon Batman contingencies. While you have two or more shields in your reserve pool, Batman gets plus two attack and plus two defense. And then Batman Legend of the Dark Knight is the rare that I was talking about before. While Batman is active, when one of your character dice is KO'd, deal one damage to target player and one damage to target character dice. But the key thing there is that, the same with Poison Ivy, the global is what... May, I mean, the rare Batman is, is a beast of a card for sure. But with uh, the t- top two teams, Alex's and Stuart's, the the main driving force in terms of win condition was the super rare Harley Quinn. And she uh, pings for, what does she ping for? Two, is it? Well, she gives, she basically gives your um, psychic characters a when fielded effect. Um, so when a psychic is fielded, they get plus one attack, plus one defense, and they do two damage. They ping two damage to an opposing character dice. So with the Batman Global, you pay two masks, you feel two sidekicks. That's four points of damage going across the board, which can very quickly catch up with your opponent's, yeah. you know, uh, blocking power um, and keep their manage their field width, as it were. So, uh, and then the Poison Ivy is was a popular to low cost mask character to have rattling around because of the benefit of the energize giving you the plant tokens which gave you a strong uh, overcrush blocker because that poison ivy can ko a plant token she can block but then ko a plant token in her stead and no damage that all the damage gets negated which is your kind of anti overcrush so that combination of batman harley quinn and poison ivy tied together really nicely and then chuck your robin on and you've got your full you you know, dynamic duo and the um, Poison Ivy Harley Quinn pairings that were in the achievements list. So it all kind of added up quite nicely. Yeah. <laughs> Fools, it's good. And then the bat signal as well. Uh, no, so the bat Stew's team. I've just got Stew's team up. It's quite themey. Yeah, well, so the bat signal is uh, an interesting one because it's really good ramp, but only in one very specific case scenario, which is when you're running Batman and Robin. Um, but with the frequency of Robin appearing in the event, uh, Robin team leader was the one because the... Uh, uh, so it's the one with the fielding discount global, isn't it? So you can pay a mask and the first character you field that turn is fielded yeah. for free. Um, but only one of the Robins, that that particular one, Robin team leader, was on the um, was in the card pool because the other Robin that carries that global, the super rare, which I think more people would have preferred to have, um, the flying Grayson one, which does the because uh, it's spot removal, isn't it? It's when when fielded spot removal. Um, so you've got it just all adds up really nicely. You've got your fielding costs sorted out. Robin brings a bit of ramp. Then you've got your win condition sorted out because the Harley-Batman combo clears fields. You've then got the engine to generate the masks with Poison Ivy, which then gives you a nice bit of defensive strength in a you know a heavy stat-driven meta. So those four all, all work really well together. And then chuck a bat signal in because you are meeting the very specific case study that makes the bat signal really great ramp. Yeah, so what else was in the top? We had Poison Ivy and Batman. Uh, yeah, so uh, Harley Quinn, obviously, that we've already mentioned, and then Orion, military commander, uh, appeared in seven of the teams. 
That's um, the three-cost beast, isn't it? Yes, that's right. So he's uh, a three-cost bolt. Huge stats on him, 155, 166, and 288. And uh, he, he's got a game text where he costs two more to field if there's not an active non-psychic character, which is which is not difficult to do no. you know you know uh, and then he's got a global a spin-up global where you can pay a fist to spin a character at one level so um i think it looked and felt to me like a lot of people just chucked him on to say right well if i need some cheap meat <laughs> cheap meat <laughs> that's what you did said on the night as well wasn't it uh yeah absolutely yeah and that's what andy says every saturday night um in fact it's printed on his t-shirt looking for cheap meat it's oh, yeah it's just it's just <laughs> out on the common. Flashes his torch twice. Um, so, so I think, yeah, I think Orion was just a heavy hitter, cheap heavy hitter stats-wise. That, um, Well, I'd like to think that, uh, because your other heavy hitter stats-wise from Superman Kryptonite Crisis is the Supergirl. Um, the one that's, uh, she's the three cost, got massive stats, but she gives yeah. your opponent sidekicks a buff, doesn't she? Yeah, so this one's a bit easier because you're, you're more than likely going to have another character out, especially if he's not akin to your your main win con. Uh, then you're going to be going for that first, and then yeah, I'll, I'll have a three cost eight eight. Yeah, <laughs> but you you don't want the Supergirl if you're planning on spamming Batman Global either, do you? No, because they're going to suddenly have two two sidekicks as well as you with your heart. Yeah. So yeah, that was he was the second. Uh, joint second most frequently appeared. Uh, the Harley Quinn, incidentally, uh, even though the super rare was the kind of main driving force, win condition wise for Stu and Alex's teams, um, the Harley Quinn that was actually more frequently seen was the uncommon, um, which is the one that when you KO a, you can roll a character dice from your use pile, and if you, if it gets energy, you can ping damage, um, but if it gets character face, you can re-roll a character. So it was like this weird janky removal thing yeah That's and that is more than five lines of text uh well most definitely is yeah but i think the decision around that may have been influenced by the fact that again team building achievement where you got a bonus for having no rares and super rares on your team so that may have been the contributing factor there um because she's not a great fit really in a in a situation where we've got no dark phoenix global available to people oh that was rough, no Dark Phoenix. Well, all that demonstrates, though, is how much of a crutch, how much of a ramp crutch that truly is. I mean, uh, I, I mean, not I, many other options, is there? Well, no, sure, and I'm not throwing shade. I mean, the team I built for our stream tonight, I've gone, oh, I need some ramp, and all I've got is Dark Phoenix because it's about the only thing to go. Mm. I'll tell you, uh, Matt Brewer, um, his team was quite good in terms of, well, so you've got Bat Signal that was used heavily for ramp on the day because of the Batman Robin situation. Uh, but M Brewer had a uh, Living the Dream founder focused team. So he was using uh, Living the Dream as, as his win condition, give everything plus one and overcrush. Uh, and then Moira was his loyalty token character to activate the Living the Dream. But she's a founder. So his team then had the founder Beast, the founder Angel, the founder uh, Jean Grey, maybe maybe a Cyclops. He definitely had a Cyclops on it, but I can't remember. Uh, I don't think- Iceman, Jean Grey, Beast, Angel, Moira. The Cyclops isn't the founder one. Right. But uh, there's one, two, three, four, five out of the eight characters are uh, founders. So it's a fair bet that there's going to be founders bagging around quite a lot yeah sure and then he was leveraging um mutant research program as his ramp um so this is a basic action that if you've got two active founders lets you uh, draw and roll three dice but for your opponent if they've not got founders it only lets them draw and roll one dice if they buy it so again another kind of way of gaming the system in a world where your top eight is banned is constructing your team it, that has the, the, all those key components in it. There's a ramp solution, yeah. a wing condition solution, and yeah. Um, yeah, so mutant research program in a founder-driven team where you want to be fielding X-Men characters anyway to get your uh, your Moira McTaggart because she gets loyalty counters when you field uh, an X-Men affiliated character with a was it three or more purchase of three or more? 
Uh, I can't read it because it's too small, but I think so. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Um, and then uh, there's a beast. Is uh, the beast was also the one that generates uh, preps dice when you attack with a founder yeah. dice. So, yeah, it, so it could be argued that the teams that did well, yes, they had solid win conditions on them, like overcrush and kind of board removal approaches, but they were also the ones that were able to ramp well. You know, churn your bag with your Batman Global, churn churn through with your Bat Signal, your mutant research program to get to the stuff that you wanted. Yeah, um, which is possibly why, because there was quite a bit of Joker final dance knocking around as well um, for the villainous or villainous pact or Joker pact. <laughs> Joker pact, yeah. So um, at least I suspect that's why we saw a lot of that. Um, otherwise then the teams kind of uh, yeah there's a big list of sort of appeared on two teams appeared on one team kind of stuff knocking around uh, I mean Petrus in the top four we should mention his main win condition was the um, uh, the, the super rare marriage Shazam that I mentioned earlier you know the one that gets bigger oh, okay. and then gets overcrushed as you spend more energy uh, we watched one of his games that was quite a fun game to, to watch because um well, we didn't mention this in the last segment, but one of the other things I observed was there was no, right the way through every game, there was no clear-cut winner, at least in the no. ones we saw. There's big slug matches back and forth, swinging either way. Yeah, that was uh, definitely uh, noticeable in the game. Yeah. Yeah, and we were sat here kind of speculating, going, well, he could probably do one, two, three, four, five. So there's a good five damage. He could definitely get through there. But then if um, you know she feels this, 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 and this, she's going to she can backswing with another five and it was just very um yeah very involved for the entire duration of a you know a 45 minute round which was nice to see that mary shazam's a beast though oh yeah it was horrifying when we saw it go off he didn't quite have enough to kill though did he that was the problem but even so like it was just sat there as a 12 cost over crushing does other things as well it's it's crazy yeah yeah really crazy um so but what i particularly enjoyed i think overall is that well there's obviously a layer underneath the the big hitting win conditions your master mold your barry allen super earth or super air jubilee you know that stuff that was kind of carved off the top by the top 18 ban um although arguably i suppose the meta at the worlds was basically a master mold meta um there's, there was still a layer of stuff in there that folks identified. I'd be curious to know maybe uh, perhaps some participants would get in touch. If I hadn't put the Batman Robin and Harley Quinn Poison Ivy theme achievements in place, uh, bearing in mind there was also uh, an achievement for having no villains, an achievement for having all villains, an achievement for having Jean Grey, Cyclops, and, and uh, Emma Frost on your team. You know, So there were all the themey driving forces in the achievements it's just i think that was identified as the most as a way of earning more raffle tickets and as the most kind of gameplay viable little less of miserable time um but i would be interested to know what whether because we didn't see any kind of um like i thought we might have seen more rare supermans or was rare cable on the ban list i can't remember don't think it was there's a there's cables i think uh who had the cyclops not Cyclops, Colossus. I always get them mixed up. Uh, yeah, rare, rare Colossus was knocking around. That was uh, oh, we watched that game. Who was it now? My heart went out to that player though. Whoever it is. Oh um, God, yeah, he rolled it worse than I did. <laughs> yeah, just turn after turn after turn of watching whiffed rests. Like he had everything he needed. <laughs> he was just whiffing <laughs> turn after turn while we were also sitting there on stream. Ah, that's right. Yeah, um, whiffing turn after turn. Colossuses just would not roll yeah and then when he finally did get some characters out they all rolled in at level one didn't they yeah <laughs> that is the yeah. way just the way it goes sometimes yeah we've already said it haven't we um but that was uh yeah so i'd have thought more stuff rare cyclops rare rare colossus um maybe one of the other mr sinisters like the overcrush global uh, you know didn't see much of that kind of stuff going on uh there were a few folks who gave hellfire gala a bit of a punt as a secondary win condition, definitely saw some uh, like the Doctor Fate that can soak up stats from a non-attacking character and all that. So there were some other bits, and uh, there were definitely some thrown cars around and 
and whatnot. Yeah, there's quite a few truces around. Yeah, well, I think that was being used as your self-KO alternative in the absence of Dark Phoenix to do things like trigger your Joker, trigger your Harley Quinn with their when KO'd game effects, um, I believe. That would make sense. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, interesting. But I would, yeah, if folks are out there who participate in the event, get in touch and to say, well, if you hadn't given me two bonus raffle tickets for playing Batman and Robin, I might have considered, bleh, whatever, um, you know, when fielded unblockable storm or something. Um, so or, what other exciting stats have we got? To, well, uh, yeah, that's, that's about it, really. <laughs> in terms of, I don't know. I suppose it depends what you find uh, interesting. The uh, Su- Superman Kryptonite Crisis was the m- most used set um, with 44 of the total cards from the event being used compared to Dark Phoenix is the next highest with 34. Um, Infinity Gauntlet trailing way behind the other two sets, though, with only 15 cards in the pool. And then a couple of promos, which I think were Hellfire Galas. So a lot of globals on the teams as well. We saw loads of global use. The average global use was just under four. Um, So uh, that's your Robins, your Batmans, Jokers. um, What else? Has a lot of spin-up globals on things, you know, so a lot of global force uses. Because there are many force attacks. Uh, there was a bit of Vulcan knocking around. Uh, that's all I remember seeing. I'm just scanning the list now to see if anything else stands out. Uh, oh, and a, a, a handful of uh, Monsieur Mallers as well. Oh, yeah. I can never remember what he does. Let me have a quick look. If you prep globals around, like... Uh, You're making your opponent just one person constantly attack. Yeah. Yeah couple of prep globals around you know like on wally west the joker um and such like um feedback daily planet appeared a lot as a as a ramp solution bit of arctic breath there was some uh stun tokens knocking around quite a few living the dreams Wasn't that, didn't someone play that in worlds yeah oh well they did but not in the top eight when me and andy may uh, did our little test run we did the top uh all the teams that we used oh, in Worlds. Yeah. So I don't think that one was on the list. Um, yeah, yeah, that would have left many cards, though. We would have hoped if it was everyone. Yeah, yeah. That would have perhaps made things just a little bit too tough, wouldn't it? A wee bit too challenging. So, yeah, there we go. That's that's about it. That's all the stats that uh, Nick kindly rustled up for us, doing his calculations. Thank you very much. Appreciate your statoness uh, to get the statistics from the tournament. Yes, yeah. Um, and once again, congratulations to Stu um, taking the win there with his uh, Harley Quinn Batman combo. Very nice to see. Whoop, whoop. Yeah. Uh, and I was going to say, it couldn't have happened to a better bloke, but I, I can't see a name on this list of anyone that I wouldn't have been pleased and proud to see win. <laughs> well, maybe not Laurier. <laughs> Who? <laughs> <laughs> you know I've edited that in already. <laughs> oh, dear. But I think we're starting to run a bit long, so should we wrap that up there? Wrap in. Yeah. Okay, so cool. Get in touch, folks, if anybody's got any thoughts on the teams or uh, if you've got a team list that caught your eye or a combo that stood out to you and you thought, oh, that's interesting, then uh, drop us a line and we can follow up and have a bit more chat about it next episode if that's something you'd be interested in. Uh, Thank you once again to all the participants for getting involved and helping us raise the £644.50. And, um, yeah, until until next year, keep an eye out. As November creeps up, keep all your weekends free in November. Every weekend free. Just it's the only thing to do in November. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, never mind your family events and your little long weekends away, or um, you know your your uh, working, <laughs> employment commitments, all that kind Springs, of stuff. Or your Guy Fawkes nights. Yeah, all that. Just whatever. Just keep your whole November free. Uh, yeah, and we'll be in touch. <laughs> yeah, so you're locked and loaded. You've been you've been given a year's notice. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear! Right, uh, let's move into the outro then, my man.
Well, there we are then, folks. As all good things must, this episode of the Ministry of Dice has come to an end. We hope you enjoyed listening as much as we enjoyed recording it. And we did. Yes, yeah, it's fun, isn't it? Going over teams and looking back on doing a little reporting on, on the tournament. Yeah, yeah, there's some cool stuff out there. It was good to see everyone have such a good time. Uh, there was no arguments or cheating that we were aware of. Um, do let us know because we do like the drama. Um, <laughs> you like the drama. <laughs> drama. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah, a successful tournament, and we will be full guns blaring for this time next year to uh, to do it again. Maybe we can get a face to face one in. Who knows? Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. There's some stuff brewing, certainly for the UK scene. Talking about something that we might be doing in the new year, kind of uh, Mike and Mike and the KD games folks are trying to hustle something together um but the next online the next virtual event to be aware of is uh breath weapon x fest five online <laughs> yeah which is taking place in february at awesome. some point in the future future yeah i know that rob uh, over there over uh at the Breath Weapon X has posted the details. I'll make sure there's a link down in the description below to the event page, um, which has got yeah, lots you, of it's, the sections of that are very extremely well written. They are incredibly well written. Yeah, very clear, very comprehensive um, paragraphs and stuff that's like proper the way the event is formatted and constructed amazing <laughs> control c control b <laughs> control b p uh control c control v control c control v <laughs> yeah control p would start printing the page that's why that printer always goes mad <laughs> yeah but i'll make sure there's a link down below in the description wherever you're watching this uh whether it be on your podcatcher or um if you're listening on our website britrill6.com on the blog post page that's put the episode out and um, so that you can take a look and get yourself familiar with the next event that's coming up and then we'll talk about that in a bit more detail uh nearer the time cool right all right. Otherwise, it's the usual rundown. We've mentioned uh, twitch.tv forward slash mod extra to come and see us play our Wednesday night live Dice Masters matches and the other streamy stuff that we've mentioned before. Um, YouTube.com forward slash the Ministry of Dice for the video content that we put out there that we've mentioned. BritRoller6.com for the blog and things like the uh, spoiler galleries, etc., etc. And, you know, just generally uh, come hang out. <laughs> around and about yeah. discord facebook sure. instagram twitter we're about we're around you'll find us you'll find us um all right ladies and gents well that brings us to the end of episode maybe 137 perhaps 138 uh, i've been chris otherwise known online as true mr six i've been andy aka thor's big axe stormbreaker yeah uh we'll see you in two weeks folks bye 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 <laughs> Did you hear that? Is that coming through? No. Somebody's having a bangy clangy in the kitchen. Um, Better sausage. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) killing, killing a battered sausage. Um, 